Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Between Your Ears. I'm your host, Peg Cleland. I'm a life mindset and parenting coach and a human design specialist. And today I want to do part two of last week's episode on courage. I just was thinking more and more after I recorded that one, there were so many more things I wanted to talk about. So here we are for part two. And today's focus when it comes to courage is on barriers. Like what are some of the barriers to us finding our courage? And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you might want to go listen to that first, but you don't necessarily have to. So let's dive in. And the first thing I have on my list of things to talk about is a little bit more related to our, ourselves, like just in a, in a vacuum, I guess. So personally, finding the courage to admit things to yourself. And I think it, it does take courage. And I hope that when I talk about these things today, you're thinking in your own mind of examples where you have experienced this. And it is not easy to admit things to ourselves. And these are things like things that you know you need to fix. Admitting that you need to improve something, change something in your life. You know it needs to happen. But finding the courage to actually admit it to yourself. You're not even admitting it to anybody else. It's just admitting it to yourself. And I want to pause for a moment though and just make sure that you know I don't mean all of the negative things that go on inside of our heads. You know, that negative that inner critic that sits between our ears who's constantly got a list of things we need to improve. Because yes, that can happen. And that actually doesn't take, that takes courage to kick that person out. Because we don't want to focus on all of that. But sometimes there are things that you know you'd need to make a change. But admitting it is the hardest thing. So finding the courage to admit it to yourself that there's something that you want to change or need to change it, it does take courage and we are often blocked there. It's that idea of, you know, looking in the mirror figuratively and being self-aware. And as you know, awareness is one of my favorite words and one of the most important things in life is being self-aware and, and just check yourself. Like, is this just negative self-talk or am I trying to hide from something? Am I ignoring something that I know needs to change? Am I escaping or avoiding things? And oftentimes this can, you can sense how you are hiding from some of the things that you don't have the courage to admit. You know, and people hide in all kinds of bad ways, uh, drinking too much to numb the, the pain of accepting this or being courageous enough to tell yourself you want to change something, you know, overeating food, different addictions. Addictions are really one way that we can keep ourselves safe. And again, it's all about that whole getting out of our comfort zone. So that's the first one I wanted to talk about is finding the courage to admit things to yourself. And you might want to write these down as we go, but that's the first courage to admit. The second one is the courage to apologize. And I, I don't think there's any one of us who has not at some point in our lives been in an experience where apologies were necessary, whether we felt one was do us, somebody needed to apologize to us, or we were being asked to apologize to somebody else, or we felt that we probably should apologize for something that we had done. So the barrier to apologizing, it requires courage. Apologizing is not easy. Admitting that you were wrong is not easy. But sometimes it can save a relationship, whether that's a family relationship, a partner, a friendship, and it's not always that you're at wrong. 
you know, admitting that you're wrong, that's, that's one apology that definitely, you know, you need to own that and have the courage to say, hey, I was wrong. But sometimes you don't feel that you were wrong. I still think a little bit of courage to address the, the apology that's not in the room from both sides, uh, you know, just to communicate about it, but finding the courage to bring it up. Um, I've talked before in the past about in human design, it's a big focus is the emotional solar plexus, the center of emotions, how oftentimes people get conditioned throughout their lives to be a little bit afraid of big emotions. If they have a, an undefined center, especially it's open to all the emotions around them and they can avoid conflict later in life because they're afraid of big emotions. And so I think sometimes this idea of finding the courage to be around big emotions, to bring up an apology to bring up a, a difficult conversation that definitely takes courage. So that was the second one I had there is this, this courage to apologize, or I guess, even if it's not apologize, the courage to address <laughs> sticky situations, you know, uncomfortable discussions. We all need to find the courage to do that because like I said, it can save a relationship or if it's not done, if you don't summon the courage to bring these things up, it can ruin a relationship. And, you know, there are stories of parents and their kids who later in life, you know, the parents are really old and the, the what's that uh, movie? Home Alone. Isn't that part of the story? There's the, the old neighbor next door and he hasn't talked to his son in years because they had a disagreement. And then his granddaughter was born and he's not allowed to see his granddaughter. Like things like that can fester because nobody had the courage to bring up a difficult conversation or to apologize and sometimes the apology, if one person opens the door, the other person is more willing to say, you know what, I was kind of, I overreacted too. So that's a big one, finding the courage to apologize or have difficult conversations because it can save relationships with the people you love. Uh, next one I have here is the courage to get back up, or you could say that the courage to try again. And when I was thinking about this one, it was more about moving on after things like, a loss or grief. So, and I think, again, we can all think of a time where you experience some form of loss and it could be from, you know, loss of a loved one, a life. It could be loss of a relationship that's split apart. And, and there's grief in that. There's a, a business that failed. And so failure is another word in there too. The loss of your business success, grief over the failure of that business. So the idea of having courage to get back up again, because it is easy and comfortable to sort of wallow around in the, in the grief and the loss and the failure and you have that sort of victim mentality. And I'm not saying that we don't deserve to experience some, some time of loss and, you know, celebration of the person we lost or, you know, you, you mourn the loss of the relationship or the business. But... We need to find the courage to then get back up and move forward with our lives. And I'll use this as an example. My, my dad died in 2017, and I've talked about him before on the podcast. Wonderful, wonderful man. Learned so much from him. Wish he was around. Wish he had a podcast. But after he was gone, and I know he even said this, I learned so much about dying from my dad. He did not, sorry, get a little emotional, but he didn't want us like sitting around mourning his loss for too long. 
And he joked about it even, like, go for a drink at the, you know, the pub and do a cheers for me. And he said, bring up stories that I've told you, bring up memories that we have, but make them happy memories. And so for me, this idea of, and and it's not just my story, but somebody else, if you've lost somebody, or again, it could be loss of a relationship, you've gone through a divorce. I, especially with the loss of a loved one, a death, I often think, would my dad want me to be sad on this day because this is the day that he he died? And in fact, the day he died was May the 1st. And it was a day after Haley's birthday, my daughter's birthday, April 30th. And I think he, he said something once. Anyway, he was up until the moment he died. He was had his wits about him and said things. He didn't want to die on her birthday, I think he said at one point. Um, you know, that's how, how lighthearted he saw death in the end. But he died on May the 1st, and May the 1st this year is when Haley and I are heading to Paris. And I, it's a day of celebration, and I know that I often think, you know, what would my dad think? He would think that's a wonderful way to celebrate his life. So, sorry, a bit of a tangent there, but having the courage to get back up, because it is easy, and my situation was, you know, it wasn't like, I mean, it was my dad that's big, but um, if, if it was a child, or if it was a, a partner, that you lost. That is a, it is a lot harder because they're in your immediate family day-to-day life. And, but there still comes a point where you have to think that person would want you to get back up and move on. And if it's, you know, from a, a relationship breakup, a divorce, you have to want you to get back up. There's other people in your life who want you to get back up. For me, after, you know, divorce, or whatever, it was my kids. It was like, I got to get back up and move on from this. I have to have that courage. If not for me, for them. So if, if, if that is a situation in your life, find the courage somewhere. If it's not to do it for you, do it for the person you've lost. If it's a loss of a loved one like my dad, or do it for your kids. If it's the situation of like a family breaking up or something. So that's a big one. The courage to get back up. All right, let's move on to the next one, which is the courage to take a chance or to risk something. And this one, I, I know we, I kind of covered it a bit more in the conversation last week, but taking a chance on things in life. And we really do just have to find the courage to get out of our comfort zone sometimes, to give ourselves a kick in the butt, a little bit of a push. If you have somebody in your life who does that for you, that's great. But if you don't, you've got to do it on your own. You've got to find that inner courage to, to take a chance, to risk, to risk what? To risk failing at this thing that you're going to try. And I think the important thing to remember here, and I, you may have heard these quotes, but the first one is, so many of us, we're not afraid to fail. You know, we're not afraid to fail. I try this, I fail, eh, I'll try it again this way. Not afraid to fail. But we are afraid of other people seeing us fail. So this is where it becomes external. Like, we, the courage is in us. You want to try something new and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And you're all ready to go from your perspective but it's when you start to think about what other people are going to think. And if you fail, what are they going to see? How are they going to judge you? And it's just terrible when we allow those things to get between our ears and we allow other people's opinion to start directing our life. So really catch yourself. If you are afraid to start something new, think. Am I afraid of failing at this? Or could I handle it? If I failed, if this didn't work out, could I handle it? And if the answer is yes, 
and I'll talk a little bit more about trusting yourself at the end here, but if the answer is yes, do it. If you catch yourself thinking, yeah, but I wonder what my family would think if I said yes to this business adventure or if I decided to take this trip or, you know, if you start thinking about what other people are going to think, then you know you're in the danger zone. Catch yourself. Are you afraid to fail or are you afraid of other people seeing you fail? Are you afraid of failing in private? Because if you're not, then do the thing. But if, if it's just that you're afraid of failing in public start to consider that and find the courage to push that aside. Another quote, I guess, is, uh, and it's a little bit different, but you're not afraid of starting something new, but you're afraid of people seeing you start small. And this one kind of resonates with me, I guess, and this may sound funny, but in the fitness industry, like some people use the word legend, (laughs) I'm a legend. I was, I had a status. I international, not international fame, but a lot of people knew me. I was, I was kind of at the top of my game and that was great. And I loved it. And it wasn't all about that by any stretch. I just loved what I did, but I was known by a lot of people and loved by a lot of people and respected. And that means the world to me still in my legendary memories. But when I started something new, you know, I'm this coach, online coach, I'm doing human design courses I'm a newbie. I had to start small. And, you know, I'll admit, it took a little bit of courage to start from scratch, man, when you've got something built up. (laughs) And sometimes I think people in, in life can rest on their laurels because what they're doing has gotten them to a certain status and it's comfortable and it looks good and they're making the money that they want to make, all those things. But if they're not happy, then finding the courage to say, I'm, you know, quitting that job or I'm moving out of that area. I want to do this. And starting small, that takes courage because you're a nobody in the new thing. Do you have the courage to be a nobody, to start small? I think that's a big one. So all of that was involved with the, the courage to take a chance, to take a risk. The next one is the courage to follow your heart, to follow your heart's desire, to follow your dreams, having the courage to do what you want to do. And again, this may just be another layer of what I just spoke about, but a little different. What do you want to do? And do you have the courage to follow that even when other people don't get it? When they think you're crazy, they think it's a bad idea. They just think it's a scam. They think the new business, it's not going to work. If it's your heart's desire, if it's your dream, don't let other people design your dreams. Don't let other people design your life. And that takes courage. It takes courage to stand up against other people, especially people that you, you may respect. But they're not living your life. So have the courage to follow your own dreams. The other thing I'll throw in here is that sometimes we think what we want we think we know what we want, but when you really look at it, it's not actually what you want. It's what you think you should want. Like, oh, but it doesn't everybody want to travel? Maybe you don't. Doesn't everybody want to have a nice car? Maybe you could care less. Doesn't everybody want to have a, a, I don't know, office at the top of a skyscraper and be really successful there? Maybe you don't. And if that's where you are, but you realize that's not where I want to be, that's where you have to take the courage to make a change, I guess. So follow your dreams. Don't let anybody else design your life. You only get one, one life. So 
you're in charge of being courageous with it. Uh, this one, I think as well as something we can all relate to the courage to ask. And that could be the courage to ask the tough questions. And that relates back, I guess, to our difficult conversations, the courage to bring up sticky situation topics. Okay. That's, that's, uh, one, one way of looking at it. The courage to ask for help, I think is a big one. Uh, and this comes up, I think often in the conversation with moms, you know, asking for help, new moms especially. And the problem with asking for help is I think that it makes us feel weak. We feel weak if we have to ask for help. We can't do it ourselves. So having the courage to ask for help, it is courage. And it's not admitting that you're weak. It's admitting that you need help, that you want help, you desire help. You would really love to have a little help. So it takes courage though uh, to do those things. It takes courage to... Well, let's stick to that one for a second. I was going to say one more, but um, I have a funny story about asking for help. I don't know if you're like this, and I'm better now, but as a younger child, asking for help even in a store, like if I wanted another size of the dress I was trying on or the pants, I just asking for help was like, oh, if I couldn't find a color on the rack, asking, do they have this? I wouldn't ask anybody for anything. And that's a little bit to do with, you know, confidence and just people skills, I guess. But it, it's kind of the same thing later in life. You can maybe think of examples where you're just the per, you're just afraid to talk to other people, afraid. You don't have the courage to ask. So catch yourself on that and be brave. <laughs> because again, like I said last week, if no one's going to die, and truly, no one's going to die if I ask a sales clerk for help with a size that I need. Uh, but it was funny because as a kid, my sister, I just always thought, wow, like she... She just goes up to anybody and asks for what she, and she's five years younger than me. So when we were, you know, I was in my teens and she'd be with me in a store or something. <laughs> I felt like the little kid and she was this brave, yep, asking for anything. So it's just different people, different personalities, but we all do have to find the courage because sometimes it's not natural for us in any of these situations to have courage, to have confidence, but we do need to practice. And like I said last week, build your courage muscle. Try little things, you know, ask for help in a store leads to asking for help in your life, asking for business help, asking for help as a mom. Like if you build it with the small things that seem insignificant, then that, that ability to be courageous and ask for what you need, it'll serve you well as the years progress. Um, yeah. So the, the next one I was gonna say about asking is asking for help, but asking for forgiveness. So just like sometimes you have to have the courage to apologize or admit that you are wrong. Sometimes you have to have the courage to ask for forgiveness. And I guess that's admitting that you are wrong. But if you've done something, again, it's one of those sticky conversations that sometimes we just don't want to have. But what if you had it? Like think about the other side of that conversation. If you found the courage, and last week I talked about that movie, uh, we had a, we bought a zoo. Yeah, we bought a zoo. The twenty seconds of courage. So if you need to ask for forgiveness, find twenty seconds of courage. Pick up the phone, phone the person, say, "Hey, I really need to ask for your forgiveness for how I reacted or what I said or you know any of those things." But asking for forgiveness is also a big one. So I'm going to leave you with this thought, uh, and it, it encompasses a lot of them, but it's finding the courage to trust yourself. We are so used to, and because we grow up this way, so used to relying on other people to make our decisions for us or to be courageous for us, really, 
to tell us what we should do. It starts with our parents and our teachers and our coaches, you know, our adults in our, in our early years. They make our decisions, and we don't have to be courageous unless we want to stand up to them on a, on a decision, and that's something we need to maybe think about for kids. But we, we do take the advice of our parents. And then, you know, that moves into our teen years, and we, we start... Uh, letting our lives be dictated by peer groups, friends, and then into the later years, your partners, boyfriends, girlfriends, married partners. But we need to learn to have the courage to trust ourselves despite everybody else. Despite the experts. That's a big one on social media now. Like how often do you find yourself looking for the right answer, looking for the next strategy, looking for a better way from the experts on social media? I mean, I do it too. You're looking for something that will help you with this. And, you know, to a certain extent, that's okay. But sometimes we can get caught in this trap of of not having the courage to just trust our own selves, our own gut instinct, inner authority. In, in human design, we talk about having an inner authority. It's within you. And it's not between your ears. It's not your mind that makes decisions. Because your mind is based on your past experiences. It's full of beliefs and thoughts that come from your childhood when somebody else made the decisions and where you learned all the things in life. But as you get older, learning to trust your inner authority, your inner knowing, your gut instinct. Trust yourself. Have the courage. It takes courage to trust yourself and not constantly be looking outside of yourself for the right answer or looking for validation. Have the courage to trust yourself. All right. I'm going to leave you with that. That's the most important one. That takes care of everything else, if you can trust yourself. So thanks for letting me do part two of our Courage series. I do leave for Paris uh, on Monday. So when this episode comes out, I'll be flying. And I will have one pre-recorded and ready to go for the following Monday because I'll still be away in Paris or Barcelona by then. So uh, thank you for letting me get between your ears today. And if you think anybody else needs to, again, work on their courage muscle... I would invite you to share this with them, post it on your socials, tag me, please tag me, I love to see that, and let me know what you got out of it. It, it, I'm always curious how these things are landing and how it's benefiting you in your life, because otherwise, what's the point of me doing this, to hear myself talk? (laughs) Let me know if it's adding value to your life. Uh, So until next time, take care of the space between your ears.